You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive. Stop. Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Let's go racing drivers. Unbelievable. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host. One of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Uh, 4.03 in the afternoon as we uh, wrap up the first hour of power. It is the second hour of power here on Race Central on the radio. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Coyote Motorsports, CoyoteMotorsports.com. Also, Colpar's Hobby Town, two locations to serve you. If they don't have it, it probably doesn't exist at Colpar.com. Also, uh, Total Beverage. Colorado loves Total Beverage, and Total Beverage loves Colorado. And since it's dry January, they have one of the largest selections of non-alcoholic beverages maybe in the whole wide world. All good stuff right there. Also, PDA Road Gear. Trick out your ride, PDARoadGear.com. Back with uh, Rick Rosen. So, Ricky, we've got um, November 16th through 18th, so you got plenty of time. But what is what is the locals' vibe? What do they really feel about, about this thing? It, there doesn't seem to be a great deal of gray area. They're either really for it or really against it. Really? And those that are really against it think it's going to disrupt their business if they, if they are somewhere around that area. Obviously, traffic's going to be uh, uh, you know, disrupted uh, for more than a day or two. It's already being disrupted, and we're 10 months out. So some of the small business owners think they're probably going to get left out of the gravy train. There are some that are going into business or, or altering their business concept right now so they can cash in. And they couldn't tell Formula One from from the formula for, for brownies. <laughs> but they're, they're, ready, they're ready to make a buck. So... Well, you know, and I mean, this is Vegas. You know, room rates are going to be at least quadrupled from any any normal event. The Super Bowl is probably going to be a reflection of that. There's not going to be a cheap room anywhere. Mm. So you know, bring it, bring a tent. We got a lot of parks. <laughs> the weather's not going to be bad. So I was just uh, say, you know, it, it is just kind of is what it is. What I, I I've been there in November, but I can't really remember. It seems memory serves me. It's kind of mild, not really rainy. It's I mean, it's a good time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, and like I say, my birthday this year was on Thanksgiving, and it was, it's beautiful. I really can't remember a time when it was bad out here. So it's usually in the mid to high 60s. I've had 75-degree birthdays out here. So, yeah. uh, you know, weather is not going to be a problem, I don't think. You know, I mean, it could be an anomaly or something like that, but for the most part, it's always very nice and mild. And, you know, there's a there's so many things to do. Nobody, I don't care how early you get here, even if you showed up tomorrow, you wouldn't be able to do all the things that are available here in Vegas before the race. You sound like you work for the CVB. I think they should hire you. <laughs> and by the way, I, you know, I listen to a lot of race programs and podcasts and those types of things, and you run rings around all the rest of them. You I really do, Kurt. That. And it's a, real, it's a real honor and a pleasure to be on with you. Oh, no, it's, it's my pleasure. What, uh, so what's... Um, uh, you know, NASCAR season is is here. Uh, Formula One, yep. uh, not far uh, around the corner. But, um, you know, as far as the Vegas race, it's, uh, like you say, 10 months away. But uh, the season will uh, kick off uh, for Formula One in Bahrain on the 5th of March, just after my birthday. But um, what's the vibe for, vibe for NASCAR? I know, I know NASCAR, they used to say it was worth $150 million a weekend when the uh, traveling circus would roll into town. Is this still generating that kind of dollars easily oh boy easily <laughs> and I, I i don't think all of it gets 
you know, uh, shows up on charts and, 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 and things that are reported. It's but Vegas, a baby. Great deal happen. of money. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the ladies of the evening don't necessarily fill out IRS forms all the time. Oh, that, you know what? I tried to 1099 a couple of those girls, but they didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, I remember years ago they started doing the helicopters from some of the big casinos downtown yeah. out to the track. Are they still doing that? And what does that cost? Yes. Oh, I, I think it's in the $500 range, from what I remember. Uh, we see an ad every once in a while, and, and they have group packages and this and that, and they try to to do, to do that, to make it a package rather than just a, a one-off kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it kind of depends on where you're staying and, and who you know and, and, and what kind of – how deep your pockets are. Uh, if, you, if you're willing to pay a 1000 bucks for it, they'll, they'll charge you that. And yeah, it's, it, it takes a little getting used to. You know, I'm a guy that grew up at PPIR and Beacon Hill down the road. Oh my God! And now yeah. here you have you have people helicoptering in, and you you hear the helicopter, and for a while we think, well, gee, somebody must be injured. It's a flight for life. No, it's just somebody that didn't want to go, you know, uh, bother with the traffic. So oh, I've they, been in they that. really coordinate things <clears throat> incredibly well. Yeah, I've I've been in those traffic jams. They are really not any fun. Yeah, and uh, again. There's a great cooperative effort here. You know, people get used to it. This is Vegas. It doesn't really, it, it doesn't really wad up a bunch of underwear like some some events do at other places. And so people have just kind of take it in stride. The state patrol, our law enforcement, our traffic uh, groups, they all do a wonderful job getting that traffic in and out. And uh, so you know, whatever whatever it is, they of course the casinos have some say in that. They don't want you sitting there on Las Vegas Boulevard or I-15. When you could be in a casino playing craps or slot machines or or whatever it might be, so they have good incentive to get you moving back towards the towards the <laughs> places that'll really take your money. <laughs> I love it, boy. There's definitely uh, uh, Rick Rosen unplugged because you just kind of call it the way you see it. Uh, what do you What do you think? Are you excited for NASCAR this year? What's your What's your NASCAR oh, absolutely. vibe? Absolutely, it's it's on it's on March fifth also. Uh, uh, it, that is, uh, you know, we're in the first week in March. Weather's iffy. Uh, we we get that we're, we're making that change from from early summer to late summer in March. So you know sometimes we have winter. It's kind of it's been rather cool lately, but I would think it's probably going to be on the cool side that first week of March, which is good for performance of the vehicles. Mm-hmm. The drivers all seem to love to come here. The businesses they this is a great place to do business. So the sponsors show up and they have a lot of different events. Uh, one of the most popular things they've stopped now. They used to have the red carpet walk down on the Fremont Street Experience, Ooh. and it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And the, the, they have stopped that now. But the drivers thought it was okay. Uh, you know, they, they they were on their way to the party, and and uh, so uh, yeah, it was really cool. And I've got some great photos, and the fans were like ten and twelve deep for the entirety of that red carpet. And you know, the you you get a guy like Kyle Busch. It took him a good hour, hour and a half to walk that three blocks because he signed everything. I had to stop and pose for pictures. And, uh, you know, it, it, this is going to have some special significance. Kevin Harvick's last go-around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be back in September, God willing. But, you know, we have the two races now, but it's the, it's the last hurrah. And the March race is much more um, well-attended. Uh, it fits into the people's schedule of spring break and those kind of things better than September does. We go head to head with football. It doesn't. You're you're going to be second place uh, to the NFL, and uh, so 
you know, it's a, but but it is a it is a huge event still. They just announced that they're going to have the, uh, the like I say, the hauler parade. And I, the first time I covered that, I thought, okay, there's going to be a few people watching trucks go by. Nope, it's a it's a real event. And uh, you know, there's it, it, it's just uh, I'm I'm always happy and and uh, waiting very uh, very very excitedly for NASCAR weekend. We've already got our credential requests in and those kind of things, Kurt. So you should come out, man. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you a good deal on that back room. <laughs> That's what scares the heck out of me. We're talking to uh, Mr. Las Vegas, Rick Rosen. Hey, now I do want to ask this. Speaking of COVID, has Vegas recovered? Is it pre pre pandemic? Is it still recovering? What's uh, what's how how is Las Vegas? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Again, the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority does a phenomenal job, and they are very close to pre pandemic levels. It, 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 we're still paying the price. There are some places that went out of business, mm. so. You know, there's that there's that shift. Places that people were used to are no longer existent, and there are some new things that have taken their place. And you know, people always want to want to try their hand in Las Vegas. Some some do, and some don't. Uh, but uh, the, the, yeah, we're getting real real close uh, to the levels that we were before. They just had CES, I guess a week and a half, two weeks ago. Out here, the, the largest convention, the Consumer Electronics Show, mm-hmm. and it was it was almost a pre-pandemic level. Wow! And you know that's a, that's a worldwide event. So uh, yeah, I I think we've we've recovered about as much as we're going to, uh, and uh, you know it's a uh, I was I was really happy that they weathered the storm. It could have it could have showed a lot differently for the overall scheme of things in Las Vegas had they not cooperated. And, and like I say. Uh, this Convention of Visitors Authority is just second to none. They, they 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 really do a phenomenal job. You know, there was no play, there was no playbook, there was nothing you could refer to to say this is how they did it last time. Yeah, and uh, so they they navigated. You know, they navigated blind. It did a tremendous job, and we're all beneficiaries of it. Was it was it as ghost town in the dark days of the pandemic as it looked on TV and still photograph? Was I mean, was it, it was scary? It was eerie. Yeah, it really was. You know, the, the places that were open, you know, they, they tried everything. They put the, the plexiglass between every slot machine. Mm-hmm. People, you know, and, and people don't go to not communicate with people mm-hmm. next to them. No, it's, yeah, it's, that's interaction. it's like sitting at a bar. It's just there's a slot machine in front of it. And so it was really, really strange, some of the things they had to do to comply. But now the, the, that's, the, that's in the past. And you see an occasional... Dealer will have a mask on because they have some condition, and they just go on about it. Yeah, and people really take it in stride. Ricky, it's good to catch up with you as always. Let's—I'll uh, be in Phoenix next week for the NASCAR test, uh, but let's catch up and talk about you know what we might be able to to do around the Grand Prix and stuff like that. But uh, I always appreciate having you on. Thanks for joining us. It's a Rick Rosen. He is our our man on the streets in uh, Sin City. It is Race Central on the radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. It's a drive from 3 to 5. Catch the podcast at denversports.com. And the video cast with Sid the Kid, STK as we know her lover, at racecentralmedia.com. I'm the Insider. We'll be back after this. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. Your host, Kurt Hansen. About 20 minutes after the hour, it is the premier home for motorsports. Uh, what we do every Friday from 3 to 5, it's the drive, as we call it. And if you miss any part of the program, you can revisit at uh, 
a very popular website, just by the way, of uh, denversports.com. And you can also watch the video cast at racecentralmedia.com with Sid the Kid and I. Um, good to catch up with Ricky, kind of get the vibe. He's very, very connected down there. I mean, trust me when I tell you, uh, everybody in the media knows uh, the name of Rick Rosen. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that he's got the, the long-haul COVID thing, man. That's uh, And he had some other um, medical issues, uh, so I gotta hope he's going to be okay. Uh, he sounds good, so, you know, it is... Like you said, it, it is what it is. But also great to catch up with Kevin Buckler in hour number one. Uh, Mr. Mr. Porsche in the world of IMSA and GT racing. And now his uh, and it's a, Adobe Wine is very good, but the, the complex he's building is, is unbelievable. Uh, I got a quick minute for a car review. And uh, if you're a regular, you know that I took a little trip out to uh, I-80 Speedway, which is now sadly... After almost 40 years, no longer there in Lincoln, Nebraska for the final World Outlaw show ever. Had a really, really good time. Great racing. And then uh, zipped on down to Lakeside Speedway in Kansas uh, for the, the Saturday night um, event. And then that, boy, that drive from Kansas City to Denver is monotonous. And that's the only way I'm, I'm going to put it. But I got to thank Drive Shop and our good friends at Toyota for, for hooking me up. Because I, I kind of would take a little road trip. I need to just kind of get a little little time on the road, because I actually do like that. And they supplied me with uh, a 2022 Prius Limited, which is pretty cool. It uh, has all the stuff. I mean, the kitchen sink included as far as as features. Uh, It's kind of cool looking, too. A lot of monochromatic stuff. Got the black wheels. It, of course, is powered by the same gas and electric uh, inline four. But... uh, uh, just a really, really, really nice car. I drove 22 hours in three days. So if that gives you any idea, very comfortable. I got uh, EPA uh, City is 54, which is kind of weird. I find this always funny. Highway is 50 uh, with 11-gallon fuel tank. You wouldn't think um, that's a lot. But I got to tell you, I think I averaged on the whole trip including around town and stuff and the racetrack. I think I averaged like 48 miles per gallon, which is absolutely mind-blowing. And with the price of gas at that time, it was uh, a real godsend. Great car. It got the big moonroof, sunroof, uh, cool touchscreen, uh, you know, system, a really f- fantastic uh, sound system, Uh keyless entry. I love all that, the remote, uh, the proximity key. I won't go into all the features because it's uh i mean when you talk about features this thing has got features um a navigation system wireless cell phone uh onboard hands-free communication i'm just going to kind of just hitting them here premium sound system wi-fi hotspot mp3 i just you know a lot of bang for the buck and I really enjoyed driving the car. I say 22 hours plus. I must have really enjoyed it because that's a lot of time in uh, an automobile of any way, shape, or form. But I like the way it looks. Uh, it gets a lot of attention with the black wheels and the monochromatic. It's lines of silver and black with gray interior. Great-looking car. Enjoyed the drive. Got great fuel economy. I mean, it's everything that a, that a you know Prius is supposed to be. And uh, now that in 2023, they have a remodeled or reshaped 
as we like to put it, edition, which is very cool. So as much as I like the 2022 and all of its features and stuff, um, the 2023 I'll have to get my hands on because uh, there's even more features and it's uh, redesigned and it's a real great looking car. But thanks, Toyota. Uh, thanks, uh, Drive Shop. Appreciate the uh, ride. And uh, what can I say? It's uh, it's Toyota, man. And 50 miles per gallon don't suck. Um Let's see. I wanted to get, as before we get to um, Crispin Beasley on the the uh, Driven to Crime book, which I can't wait to talk to him. A couple of little things real quick. Um, as we said, Kevin Harvick is done. You know, he had a, a, a mixed mash in the truck series when he first came about. Uh, good Xfinity career. It was Bush back then. Uh, rookie of the year and then won a championship. Uh, year 2014. A Daytona 500 winner. God, it seems like a long time ago because it was. And uh, the closer, a really interesting uh, character in the world of NASCAR. Great friends with Tony Stewart. And uh, we'll have to see. We'll just have to see. Well, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, one of the last, uh, the last guard, as I say, the old guard, you know, maybe next up on the podium. Uh, for, you know, will he retire, will he not, is Martin Truex Jr. He's only uh, clocked in at 22nd. Uh, as far as a favorite to win this year's Daytona 500, I'll get to the uh, top guys in a moment. But, you know, there was, like I said, I, I just I don't see the same Martin from uh, the 78 car at Furniture Row till his time at the 19 car with Joe Gibbs, uh, Kyle Busch. Obviously, they you know, shuffled him out the door. But there was a rumor last week I thought was really interesting. And I don't know how really buddy-buddy uh, Martin and Kyle are. But there was a question raised, is Martin going to retire at the end of 2023? And when everything points that direction, because they signed a one-year extension, could he end up going to Richard Childress, too? Very interesting story. And Will Power out at the Rolex. Uh, his wife, Liz Cannon, uh, extremely talented PR gal. She used to be PR for my good friend, dearly departed Justin Wilson. Um, you know, uh, so a surgery, some complications. Will's pulled out a Rolex. Uh, I have to wait a year. But uh, family first, and I certainly get that. Also, Formula One star Kevin Magnuson is out. Uh, he had hand surgery uh, a few, well, I guess a few months ago. The hand is not really super responded. So uh, he's decided he's going to pull the plug on the Rolex, too, which should be great stuff. That Saturday time uh, on uh, on Peacock is uh, practice some good stuff. The 120 to 3 o'clock Sunday at IMSA.TV is Daytona prototype qualifying. That will be good stuff right there. It's a 27 minutes after the hour. We're going to uh, catch up with Crispin Beasley, Driven to Crime, available at EBRO Publishing. Wow, good stuff. It's 1030 in the, P, in the p.m. in the U.K. We're looking forward to talking to Crispin. It is Race Central on the radio and racecentralmedia.com. Now, 32 minutes after the hour, it is... The Blowtorch from Motorsports. It is Race Central. It's a drive from 3 to 5 on the Blowtorch from Motorsports, AM 1600 FM 941, and streaming around the country and around the globe with the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That would be racecentralmedia.com. Catch the video cast with Sid the Kid uh, right there. And if you miss any part of this radio program, all our great interviews will be at racecentralmedia.com. And also, 
on denversports.com. If you've been around the world of motorsports for longer than a minute, you know that uh, there have been very interesting characters um, that partake, uh, and me being a, a former professional driver and still driving and used to manage drivers and, and blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, as I say, it's, it's a very intoxicating business. It can make you uh, do bad things because it's a lot of fun. And it's uh, an environment that, first of all, is legal. Uh, the intoxication anyway, not while you're driving, of course, but the environment, the whole thing. And our good friend Judy Stropus is hooking us up with another great uh, writer. His book is on uh, EVRO Publishing. You can get it at the Selected Outfits or uh, probably anywhere you get your periodicals. But um, he's calling us from the U- Is it really 1030 in the evening, Crispin? Uh, it's not, Kurt. No, it's 11.30. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, one, one, thing, one thing Judy got wrong is she, she is not good on timing. So, uh, And the time difference between the UK and mountain time where I gather you are. So, Yeah. Uh, it's a little, little bit later than that. So oh, you'll have to forgive me for sound, if I sound half asleep. Well, I'm always half asleep, so it's you know, it's, it's, it's still daylight. Uh, it's kind of a, f- a cold, frigid, uh, gloomy Friday here in the in, in the U.S., but I call it uh, Fast Friday because that's what we do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this and we had uh, uh, Judy hooked me up with um, uh, Will Buxton during the pandemic, and we talked about yeah. you know the, his book and everything else. So yeah, I've, I've been done this drill, drill before. How? Because it's a great. I mean, I, I know I've known of or been around a lot of these. You know, the the, the John Paul seniors and juniors, the Whittingtons, the Lanier's. I mean, all yeah. those people. How did you wake up? Did you wake up in the middle of the night and just go, "Oh, I'm going to write a book called Driven to Crime"? No, well, I'll, I'll tell you how it started. I mean, I, I I race. I still race. I've raced historic cars for the last thirty years. But when I was a little bit younger than that. Uh, quite a lot younger when I was in my late teens I was uh, trying to make it as a professional driver in the UK uh, and the the common uh, formula to race in in those days was Formula Ford Uh, and I was up against a variety of people um, some of whom were really hard workers you know maybe the sons uh, or children of garage owners who had worked 24-7 just to you know, get their car on the circuit, uh, buy tires, whatever. And then you had, other, at the other end of the scale, you had uh, people who obviously were trust fund kids. So, you know, sons, children of very wealthy parents or, you know, business owners. And then you had people like me in between who didn't have any money but had to go and find the money mm-hmm. uh, by way of sponsorship, uh, which I did arguably more successfully than I delivered on the track. You know, I was up against... Some, you know, I raced against some people who went, several people who went into Formula One, including Nigel Mansell, who was world champion, obviously, um, and, and IndyCar champion at a, at a later date. But you know, I was up against people like that. But there was there was another class or category of people, Kurt, who were probably a little bit older than me and my contemporaries, who were racing on what were clearly very big budgets. Uh, but those budgets, uh, it became clear, were from obtained from rather, you know, in rather nefarious ways. So <laughs> Dicely put. From, from, from that moment on, I, I and I love, as we all do, I love the sport, but I've always been fascinated in the commercial side of the sport. And when I stopped racing in those days, so I stopped racing in 1980 uh, the first time, and I went into investment banking. I was very lucky to 
you know, investment banking. But the, the combination of the two things, you know, my love of motor motorsport and motor racing, and my love and interest in investment, the two areas collided. And I've always maintained this fascination in how people fund their habit. And you know, we all know motor racing is an addiction. Uh, it's a habit. Um, and it needs to be funded. And mm-hmm. some people do it by fair means, and I, I count myself amongst that number, and some people don't. And uh, it, it, over here in Europe, the UK particularly, uh, of course, Formula One is you know, the, the, the pinnacle of sport. From where we sit, I know it's probably IndyCars from where you're sitting, um, but from where we sit, it's Formula One. And in the 90s, 1990s particularly, there were an awful lot of, shall I say, very interesting sponsors, um, a lot of which were some, some of whom are just pure dreamers, some of whom were very clearly laundering money. You know, Formula One is, and motor racing generally is a very easy way. It provides an ideal platform uh, for laundering money. So that, that, if you like, the genesis was really when I was racing Formula Ford in the late 1970s. But... I just maintained this data bank of people who were doing wrong. And I love the sport, of course, uh, but I was, I was just fascinated by the element or the, quite a high degree of um, criminal activity that went on. And my book is not just, I have to say, there are some names, if you read through the contents page, I don't know if you've actually physically received a copy of the book yet, but if you read through the contents page, and I think there are, um, I think I should know, shouldn't I? Because I wrote it, read, wrote it, but I think there are 66 chapters. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there are there are another 30 odd characters involved as well as, as sidebars. But if you read through the contents page, you'll see some names there which will surprise you, and you'll think, "Hang on, these guys aren't necessarily criminals," and that's true. So it, it's about people who are on the wrong side of the law, of course, but also some people who are victims of crime. So there are several victims of crime, but who are, uh, you know, indigenous and, and very much a part of our sport. Um, so there's a little, little bit of both sides there. I have a because the the list is fascinating. I have not received a copy of the book, but if I could get one, I would, I would. Uh, I'd be fascinated to read it and talk about it more on the air. But I, one caught my eye. Andrea yeah. Harkness, stripper who ripped off NASCAR. What? Uh... Well, she, she, she basically, yeah, she, she was a stripper. Oh, good. Uh, I like strippers, yeah. She, she, I, I, I'm not sure if she was ever a, a, a U.S. national, but she uh, was a, a femme fatale, really. So she created a NASCAR team that was entirely funded with fraudulent bank loans. Um, oh, she ended up by paying for nothing. She scammed the sport. She left the country, ultimately, uh, leaving behind. You'll have to read the book. Uh, oh, yeah. I hope, I hope your many, many listeners will do, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. Left behind, she left behind a dead husband, uh, as well as a business partner, uh, who was also her lover. Um, and, and he ended up in, languishing in prison. And it was it was a great story of uh, supreme deception. Uh, she bankrupted uh, some of the companies who uh, were very small sponsors that uh, you know backed her, uh, and she left in her wake a trail of broken promises, um, a, a lot of bounce checks, um, 
and a lot of unpaid employees. Uh, and, and that's a, a less in the U.S. Uh, of course, there are some very well-known stories, and in your list, you and your listeners will know about the Whittington brothers, oh, and yeah. about Randy Lanier, uh, and several other very high-profile cases. Scott Tucker, who was one of the you know, a, a, a payday loan uh, gangster who's currently languishing in prison, although I, I, he's again appealed his sentence. Um, but Angela Hartness was one of the lesser known stories in, wow. in the book from, from a U.S. perspective. Yeah. The, um, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, no go, go, I was going to say, the Netflix uh, story, was, I think they did a series called Dirty Money, and they had Volkswagen in there, and the Scott Tucker story, I've watched it many times, and yeah, I've yeah. been in the media... Uh, his PR guy actually was a very good friend of mine, an attorney who uh, worked for Roger Penske for quite a long time. And I can remember we all show up at Long Beach Grand Prix the year that, that things were really going south. And they, they offered to fly Scott out and do, I have a TV show, a national global TV show called Race Central TV. They had offered to fly Scott out and do all this. And he, he was brilliant at kind of manufacturing this you know, he had a gal that would chase him around like a TV reporter and make, you know, make him look big and fancy. But uh, I remember seeing, I'll just use his first name, Dan at Long Beach. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he said, well, we could talk about Scott Tucker. I said, isn't everybody? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I watched the Netflix story. And uh, he's a he's an interesting chap, to use a word. you. So I have a question. Do you have a favorite Story. What a favorite story! Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I yeah, I've, I've got I've got lots of favorites. No, I bet. Um, but I, I guess I mean what, in, in in Europe, um, I guess one of the more interesting, well, what, what, one of the more more famous, shall I say, stories is uh, the Great Train Robbery, which was in the sixties, um, and over here. I, I, I wasn't alive at the time, but it is very well uh, documented at the time, and it, it involved a huge heist where a, a, uh, one of the gold bullion trains was stopped, was hijacked effectively on a train line. Uh, but the relevance to motorsport is that uh, one of the getaway drivers was a, a young racing driver. He raced Formula Junior, uh, which is what I one of the, 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 the categories I race in over here now. Now, it's, of course, it's a historic. Uh, race formula and one of the getaway drivers was a guy called Roy James so if you look in when when you receive your copy which I'm sure Judy will get to you uh, when they're available but read read the chapter on Roy James and he was a getaway driver um, for this this huge gold bullion heist it was very very well documented at the time uh, he ended up by going to prison he was the first of the gang to go to prison um, but the, the, rel- the interesting thing was that he was actually a silversmith by trade and before he got involved in this big gang who who uh, carried out this this uh, heist um he was just a commonal garden uh small time burglar and he'd go and rob people's homes for silver oh, God. and because he because he for silver goods because he was a silversmith he'd melt them down yeah. and make them into uh, other silver items, which you then sell on to very high-level department stores in London, like Harrods, for example. Oh boy! Um, he he went to prison, came out of prison, 
And one of his friends from when he was motor racing was a guy called Bernard Eccleston, Bernie Eccleston, oh, who everyone God. knows. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, but, but Bernie has always been uh, connected with this crime. And I might add, I'm not suggesting he was anything to do with it at all, but it's quoted in the book. Uh, and Bernie's been often quoted as saying, no, no, I was, I was never behind that. It was far too small a job for me. <laughs> in, fact, it was a very, it was, in fact, it was a very big job. Um, but the, the point was that Roy came out of prison. He served his time. He went to Bernie Eccleston and said, well, you know, I want to race. And Bernie said, well, sorry, mate, but you're, you're 40 years old or whatever he was, 42 years old. You're too old. Um, and Bernie, by that time, wasn't as big as he became in Formula One, but he was the owner of the Brampton Formula One team, um, and but was clearly not going to give Roy James a job. But the job he did give him was to make, as he, as he was a silversmith by trade, was to make one of the, the trophies that they gave the, not the world champion, that, that's a fallacy, but the, they gave to the uh, best organised Grand Prix of the year. And for years and years and years, the best organized Grand Prix of the year, which was voted uh, on, was given this trophy made by Roy James, the great train robber. Um, wow. So that, that, that's favorite. That Roy, Roy narrowly avoided going to prison another time for a gold bullion fraud and got away with that one. Um, and subsequently went to prison again because, ironically, he, he got married to a very young girl who was had children and had uh, alcohol abuse problems. And there was an argument over custody of the children. So his father-in-law, Roy James's father-in-law, came round to the flat they were living in, or apartment in American terminology, uh, that they were living in, uh, to try and sort things out between his son-in-law and his daughter. And Roy James shot him. Doesn't everybody? For, for, fortunately, yeah. didn't. Fortunately, did. But this guy was the bank manager. The irony oh was my God. Uh, he did, he fortunately didn't he didn't quite kill him, uh, but he went to prison again. Here. So that 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 was one of my Crispin stories, and quite well known over here, probably for people who know motorism. The the other one that I would recommend you and any of your readers should look at is so surreal uh, as to be uh, maybe unbelievable. There's a, a chap called Sid Miller. Um, and the chapter, I can't remember what number it is, but it's, it's entitled Facing the Music. And it's a very improbable story, oh, but completely true. Hey, Crispin, oh, to, I, hate to, so, I yep. hate to do this, but we're, we're coming up on a hard break. And I know you're calling from the U.K. It's 1130. We can't okay. thank you enough, but uh, uh, I'm going to get my I'm getting my butt in a sling if I don't. Uh, okay. get, yeah, get yeah. My okay, break. okay. But it's driven to crime. True stories of wrongdoing in motor racing. I could talk to you for hours. This is fascinating yeah. to me because I grew up. With, I saw the Whittingtons and the Lanier's and the Pauls showing up with, you know, multi-million dollar operations yeah. back in the 70s and 80s thinking, how the hell are they funding this? But I can't. Can't wait to read the book. I would suggest it. Anybody out there listening, if this stuff, and I see, I, I wanted to be an attorney, so this, I wanted to be a trial lawyer. So this stuff is <laughs> fascinating. Um, you, you can get the book from a, a specialist of booksellers and online booksellers. And I, I got to tell you, it's evropublishing.com if you can't find the book. Get it. Um, Crispin, I got to thank you so much. Thanks for staying Not up so. so late. Have a pint for me, mate. And uh, we look forward to talking to you real soon. Okay, look, look forward to it. Thanks so much, Kurt. All right, thank you, Crispin. Crispin Beasley, uh, uh, Driven to Crime. What a book. Maybe the NFL did a book like that years ago. I think they call it Nothing nothing But Felons or something like that, of all the, the players in the NFL. Uh, 
Yeah. Wow. Anyway, good stuff. I grew up a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's wow. It's 48 minutes after the hour. Boy, I got to get the heck out of here. It's Race Central, the radio. It's a drive from 3 to 5. Visit denversports.com for any interviews missed on this program or at racecentralmedia.com, where you can also catch the video cast with Sid the Kid. I'm the insider. Got to get the heck out of here. 48 minutes after the hour. We're back after this. Yeah. Dante's Inferno. I love it, man. Who is this, Dante? Yeah, that's it. You can talk. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not actually uh, familiar. Who, I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> I, well, I know I ripped it, but I don't know who the hell it is. <laughs> oh, well, he tell Jacobs I want some of that Deer Trail Meat Company stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. A little, little nice plug there for Danny Boy. He was... Um, he was a big boss when I moved here in uh, 2000, well, into 2000, oh, early 2002. And I was on ESPN, uh, the network. I was doing a network show called The V Show with Bob Valvano. And ironically, our producer in Bristol was Justin Adams, a former CU player who is now a TV talent at uh, CBS and a really good friend and a great guy. I remember calling in one afternoon to get ready to do The V Show. And Justin was all just a Twitter. And I'm like, he goes, oh, man, I'm just I'm thrashing, especially with all this Kobe news. I'm like, what Kobe news? Well, that was that little old thing that happened up there uh, in, I uh, forget that, uh, that resort up there in the mountains by Vail, where he had a little situation with uh, a hotel employee. You don't remember that? Oh, Dante. No, I'm not familiar. What, what year was this around? Uh, like five, no, like two or three. Yeah, two thousand was when he uh, had the alleged um, relationship with uh, the girl at the hotel, and I can't remember the name of that place. Resort at Cordelia, beautiful place. It's they've since turned it into like a retirement home. I don't know if that helped or hurt their reputation, but it's not around anymore. But uh, Justin Adams, great guy, does a great job. Uh, you know, yeah, I've known Justin a long time. Actually, the way I got that gig, I called in one day to a show called The Bob and Bob Show. It was on Sunday afternoons. And I was coming back from the IndyCar race at Laguna Seca. And I was in the media at the time. And Bob and Bob were like, hey, uh, if you got a great story, something you did this weekend that we haven't talked about, and you got some some stick, um, hey, uh, you know, bring it. So here I am driving home from Monterey. What the heck, I'll call. I wasn't on the air yet. It was working on it. So this was like 2000, 2000, 2001, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. And uh, I call in, and Justin was a producer. He picks it up and says, what do you want to talk about? So I, t- I told him, he goes, oh, that, that might be kind of cool. Let me talk to the fellows. I'll be right back. He goes, oh, yeah, man, that's, that'd be great. We got uh, two segments left. We'll have you on for like 10 minutes, and then um, we'll let you go. And I'm like, okay, cool. I went on for a segment. I had Bob and Bob cracking up. And and uh, they're like, can you hang on to, for the last segment? I'm like, sure. And so they put me on hold. And Justin, much like you do with everybody, Justin comes back and goes, who the hell are you? What is? And so that became kind of regular. And then that turned into Saturday Night with Bob Valvano on the V Show. When I started here, ESPN 560, I was on the Saturday Nights on the V Show. And then came to the fan years later. 
uh, take over uh, Mosher's show, the Sinclair Gearhead show, and uh, 22 years in uh, roughly in this here town. So, and the longest running motorsports radio and television show on TV. Hey, thanks to all you for listening. Dante behind the glass doing a great job. Uh, yeah. I am dying to read Crispin's book, uh, uh, Driven to Crime. Also, Kevin Buckler. Thanks so much to Kevin Buckler. Try his wine. It's really good stuff. Adobe. And uh, also our good friend, uh, uh, Tricky Ricky from Vegas, kind of giving us a vibe on Formula One. Uh, NASCAR is a roll it on in. and ugh, Man, oh, man. Uh, the Roar Before the 24 is this weekend. It's on TV. Tomorrow it's um, on Peacock. And then final qualifying for the, uh, Wow. For the Rolex 24 is on IMSA TV, 120 to 3 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Michael Shank racing in the prototype uh, leads opening lap times at the Roar before the 24. You know, I guess uh, I won't be in town next week. I'll be in Phoenix for the cup practice Tuesday and Wednesday. I hope to catch up with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, check out the video cast at racecentralmedia.com. Also, save the date. Podium Karting and Event Center, a great sponsor partner of this program. I meant to talk about them uh, a few times more during the program, but uh, just kind of got away from me. Oops. But Podium Karting, not looking for something to do this weekend. They got the karting, the axe throwing, great food, great environment. Just a very, very cool place to hang out. And February 19th, our uh, Daytona 500 party, the second annual Bash After the Clash, our 16th annual for the 65th running of the Great American Race. Doors open at 10, first 100 in the door, get special VIP passes. You can register to win all kinds of free stuff. It's all free. Free to admission. Doesn't cost anything. We have some amazing gifts to raffle off. And by the way, hang out with a bunch of cool kids. Uh, don't even have to be a motor racing fan. It's just a big old party. Biggest west of the Mississippi. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. It's Race Central The Drive from 3 to 5. I'll be out of town next week. So go to racecentralmedia.com. Catch up with all good stuff. Also watch Facebook slash Kurt Hansen for my live streaming interviews Tuesday and Wednesday from Phoenix International Raceway. Uh, for Dante, all of us here at uh, the great people of Bonneville, let me do what, what I do. I don't know why they do that. But uh, God bless them. God bless you. Uh, do something nice for somebody. And as a good friend of mine in the radio business used to say all the time, angels fly because they take themselves lightly. See ya. <laughs>